It says decide what you pay. Seriously. From whom? Postmates. Ew. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Can you Um, believe I still have that on my phone? No, I don't. But I was watching this old Superfruit episode where they were like, okay, what's our weekly obsession? Oh my God, our weekly obsession is this new app called Postmates. Okay, and let me explain to you what it is. So, the places where you want to order delivery but they don't deliver, you ask Postmates to go pick up the food and then they bring it to you. Can you believe that? So that now you can get uh, you can get Chipotle, you can like order all this food that you wouldn't be able to order otherwise. It's like... We really were living in prehistoric. In We've come a long, age. long way. That's sure. a great monologue, actually. Like, give that 10 more years and transcribe <laughs> that. Go to the audition. You'll book. It's a period piece. Yes. <laughs> That's how I'm auditioning for fucking Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's called Postmates. <laughs> It's Kenyon here. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Jerome, and this week, girl, we've got to talk. We've got to take care of ourselves. Uh, Truly. Cue Girl by Destiny Child. Why, hello there. Hello, friend. You remember that? No. Little Bill? Oh my gosh. Well, famously, we're not supposed to talk about Little Bill anymore. Well, <laughs> let me tell you that I l- played Little Bill in a production when I was in like a play. four. We did like a You're production kidding. of Little Bill in my like community theater troupe. We were not called the you. Razzle Dazzle Players. Oh my god. Yes. Not you invoking Bill Cosby into our space. Look. That's horrible. Not razzle dazzle. Thank you. That is very gay. I mean, and that's and that's when I knew. (laughs) That's when I knew. Okay, speaking of gay, I have something that I've been thinking about. (laughs) This could be anything. This just could be anything. Speaking of gay, my brain. Um, okay, so in the four major uh, sports leagues, being the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, and the NHL. Wow. Okay, this is less gay than I thought it was going to be. You just named all the major sports leagues. <laughs> <laughs> but that's trivia, which is gay. Work, work, work. Reclaim. Um I, lo- I was looking it up. There are almost 4,000 players at any given moment in those four, across those four leagues. And currently, none of them are openly gay. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's just a lie. That's what that is. Well, first of all, it's a lie. Because if we're going, you know, average statistic, then... 10% of them should be gay, which is what? 
400. <laughs> Does the quick math. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That is so many people. And even if we were to say like the, let's say, okay, this really is not a space for the Queens. That's like, if, if we said it was that 1% of those people were queer, then that's 40 people. It's like, where are they? I actually am going to go out and, and say that it's more than 10%. I'm with you there too, because I also am going to retract some of what I said about <laughs> sports not being gay. Sports is gay. Yeah. Okay? Everything is gay. Life is gay. Correct. Like, life, <laughs> life is, is a cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So then what, why I was really thinking about this is that I was like, imagine that you are the first, um, well, it's not because I was looking it up today and it's like, I think the NFL and the NHL are the only ones that have never had anyone actively playing who's openly gay. Right. <laughs> um, no, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was Jason Collins. Then I was looking up like there was this black queer guy named Glenn Burke, maybe in the seventies, who played for the Dodgers. Okay, so you've been doing anyway. your research. I know. I'm telling you trivia. Um, but I'm like, okay, if you were, you know, gay. <laughs> I what? Um, <laughs> are you gay? What? <laughs> if you were gay and you were in one of these leagues. And you came out, I just feel like that would be such a big deal. And by that, I mean, like, you come out, you get yourself, like, a, a Nike deal. You do a big photo shoot. Like, to me, it's just, like, the money should justify it now. <laughs> Even if, like, people are not comfortable with it. It's like, because, you know, if... Timmy Wilkerson on the friggin' Utah Jazz comes out, then it's like all of a sudden everyone's buying it. Like I would buy a Utah Jazz jersey, you know what I mean? They have actually a kind of cool logo. That's what I'm saying. And Jazz also famous. Jazz, I love it. <laughs> An old fashioned <laughs> euphemism for queerness. Wow, truly. And all that. Um anyway, I'm kind of like capitalism should be doing one for us this time. Mm, I see. Me, a proponent of capitalism. <laughs> well, look, I don't know if anybody wants to be gay for pay that way. So, but they should. <laughs> they should. That's what you're saying. Is, is you're I'm saying it. that, like, if a if a pride parade, you know, if every bank and airline and whatever is gonna like slap a rainbow on something to make us buy it, like, why wouldn't a sports team also do that? You know what I mean? It just feels like a poor business decision. <laughs> this is wild coming out of your mouth, but honestly, I'll take it as a take. But it's like, it's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want gay sports people. <laughs> I mean... And I want to buy their merch. <laughs> and there are at least 400 of them. There are at least 400 of them. The truth is that there's there are leagues and leagues of them and it's you know it's the WNBA work fucking <laughs> women's soccer like they're out there they're just not men and honestly work it's better thank you <laughs> correct better. wow um i want to take us into the moment for the world mhm mm because things do be keeping on happening look to say the least to say the very least I I mean everyone's everything is is 
tax returns, tax returns. Have you seen his tax returns? Talking about Donald Trump. Who? <laughs> Talking about who? <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about tax returns. Right. Um, and, you know, people are giving you headlines like, like, this is the most egregious. Like, this is the most, like, this is, like, the outrageous <laughs> scandal of the times. Like, the death knell. And I'm like, this, I, no, no. If him mimicking, mocking a disabled person right. literally on, like, no, that's worse. The first thing was Mexicans are rapists. <laughs> that was the first, like, literally the first, like, when he was opening his candidacy, that was the first thing he said. In 2015. That is almost six years ago. And I mean, this is a stale take in, a, in certain ways. It's, it's like, <laughs> yes, yeah, Trump has actually done a bunch of things that we'd kind of let him slide for. But I'm just like marveling at the media and the news who are like really, you know, churning out these sensationalist titles about like, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is the, and it's like, no, it's not. We have failed. We have failed well, time and time again. <laughs> That's always the thing. And I feel like I actually fall on two sides about this because like people were saying this like a couple of weeks ago about like the two big stories back to back were him saying, you know, who needs troops? And <laughs> also the COVID thing with the Woodward, Woodward interview. And people were saying, well, this is the nail on the coffin. It must be. And there certainly is a large part of me that's like, Mm, he certainly has been doing really bad things for a very long time now. But at the same time, like, there is someone out there who this was the final straw, you know? Do I, I think so. that, like, we should be endorsing that for everyone as the the correct reaction? I don't know. But, you know, I think that is true for someone, and so I'm happy for it to... Because I also don't want it to become, like, nothing matters, you know? I don't want it to be, like, who can't? Like, you know, I feel like that's the... The media can either be sensationalist or be, like, he does this all the time, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything about it. It's like, <laughs> no, it's actually all horrible, and it's horrible every time. I, I hear that. I hear that. I guess I'm I'm feeling the way in which we respond to them kind of in the same way. We like right. the general American public. It's just like <laughs> you didn't say anything about this. You sensationalized that, and we don't care. I know we don't care. We do, but <laughs> <laughs> anywho. Um, okay, I have a moment for the world, and it's the name on everybody's lips. Okay. And it's Zendaya. <laughs> we have to talk about Zendaya. Wow. Because we previously were talking about Euphoria on this very podcast. We also were talking about Watchmen. Okay, here's my real hot take. I love, love, love Miss Regina King. That being said, I would have given it to Kate Blanchett and Mrs. America. Kate Blanchett is truly stunning. But, you know, she's fine. She's got two Oscars. She doesn't need it. I can't believe um, you're saying this right now. It's. Just, I'm just saying, I did not understand what was going on in Watchmen. I, and so I was shocked to turn on the Emmys and be like, oh, everyone loved this? Now, did you all really love it, or did it have black people in it? What's the That's difference? That's right. <laughs> I'm turning <it> <laughs> PC culture turned back on you. I honestly want to call the bluff 
and say, you know, I love black people. Black people are very good. They're very talented. They make very good art. <laughs> Stop. That being said. That sounded like a like a Donald Trump, like on the Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just didn't watch, I didn't watch Watchmen and think, well, this was better than Mrs. America. <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, I have not seen Mrs. America Oh my God, also, to, to be fair, it. I understood what was going on in Watchmen, so one might say I see. I don't believe it. you. I I don't believe that you actually understood. I think that you were able to suspend your disbelief, and that's fine. I just think it was a very high threshold of suspending the disbelief because I truly didn't know anything that was going on until episode eight of the nine episode <laughs> series. And I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. <laughs> Well, I mean, can't possibly be the only one who feels this way. Unless if I literally am stupid. <laughs> I'm going to take that as you praising my very high threshold for something, for whatever you said that was. Okay. <laughs> um, that being said, Miss Uzu Aduba did win for playing the iconic Miss Shirley Chisholm in Mrs. America, and that was fierce. Um but and you know the the word of the day is black women winning Emmys because we've got Regina King, we've got Uzu Aduba, and we've got Miss Zendaya Work. with the Emmy win. Well on her way to EGOT. <laughs> I mean, literally work. I have to give a, a special shout out um, also to my cousin mm. who also won an Emmy. Um, for his show called Black Women Own the Conversation. It's like an own production. Look, um, I love that. It's it's amazing and you should watch it. Um, it's on OWN? It's on OWN. Now where can one watch OWN these days? <laughs> now, you're going to have to take that up with Miss Winfrey, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about Oprah earlier today. You know, she, she has um, Emmy Oscar Tony. But the Oscar is is non, uh, it's not competitive. Mm. But still, I ain't got an Oscar competitive or non competitive. <laughs> yeah. So go off, sis. Anyway, your cousin won an Emmy. Yeah, shout out to you, Carlos. Come on, Carlos. Absolutely sending it to Carlos today. <laughs> wow, TPT to that segment. Remember that? Send sending it? it. Remember when this show had segments? Mm, no. <laughs> And so that's the end of Moment for the World. (laughs) Today, I wanted to talk about with you here today. The world remains, like we have said many times on this (laughs) podcast, literally on fire. Um, Yeah. And that's that's a mess. Um, And I realized that, like, I need... I need advice on how to (laughs) take care of myself and what is like, what's working for people um, in this time that is just difficulties from all sides. So today we're talking about, you know, ways we can take care of ourselves. Um, And in the spirit of conversations previous, where we talk about, you know, audience and whatnot, this goes out to especially like black people, queer people, like we're holding you, this episode is for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So can you uh, can you help me, Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have recently just been having a like when you suggested that we talk about this, 
it was incredibly fitting because I, I mean, again, a little peek behind the mirror, though you wouldn't know it from our, <laughs> from what we've been talking about on the podcast. I went on this little two week trip. Um, I went to visit a friend of ours, David Washington, who recently moved to Chicago um, and visited some other friends in Michigan, Isaac, Sophie, and Jacob, who are working with the Michigan Dems. And it just was like, being around other people reminded me that that is something that is actually really deeply important to me and like deeply necessary and something that I've really been lacking. I don't, I think that there's, this is kind of just another level of like what you were just talking about, but like, I mean, I feel like we have been in, or I feel like our national conversation, maybe not all of it, but like there certainly has been a large force in our national conversation that has been like, oh, nothing's happening. Everything's normal. Like you're overreacting. Nothing's happening. And then quickly pivoted to it's over. Nothing. It, it, it already happened. <laughs> like from nothing's going on to something did happen, but it's over now. So like, get Absolutely. Over it. Absolutely. Um, and just not a lot of space of like, you know, actually acknowledging that like something incredibly difficult is happening right now. I mean, like, again, not to say that everyone has been treating it in that way, but it's like, I don't know. I just had a real moment of like, wait, we as a nation are going through something so difficult and we aren't even really talking about it. And is also difficult in terms of like, I mean, has my COVID experience been the worst COVID experience of all people? Absolutely not. But that also is part of the issue is that like, you know, if someone asks, oh, how are you doing? How, how's it been? Like, how have you been in this time? My immediate response is like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing pretty well considering, or like I've, you know, been able to hang in there and I'm really grateful for the stuff that I have. And that's all true. And I, you know, don't want to equate all experience. There are certainly people who have lost jobs and lost loved ones. And there's, there's certainly a lot of stuff that I haven't had to deal with Exactly, but that I, I think that the like, you know, the desire to justify and to say, okay, well, like I shouldn't feel that bad because worse things are happening to other people, just like is not the healthiest way to consider yourself. It has not been for me the healthiest way to consider myself right. as the only thing to consider, right? Absolutely. Um And so it was, yeah, just like seeing people again felt very much like, oh, wait, like, you know, in a a year, two years, three years, whenever it is like normal and commonplace to hang out with other people and not feel totally worried all the time about it. I just was like, wow, I'm going to think back to that time and be like, it is incredible that I made it through that because it's so difficult. Anyway, all that is to say that the first thing that I've been thinking about is like, just devoting more time to, like, making those connections. There's been so much, like, you know, everyone's talking about Zoom fatigue and, like, you know, oh, I don't want to get on another Zoom happy hour and another Zoom hangout because I'm tired of being on Zoom, whatever. Mm. I certainly have been that way where it's, like, you know, if I have to be on Zoom for work, if I have to be on Zoom already, I don't want to then spend more time on Zoom, Um, which is definitely fair, but it's, like, when I stopped spending so much time on Zoom, then it was like, oh, I, now I'm talking with people less. <laughs> right. Um, 
And so just remembering that, like, keeping that element in it, that, like, I do still need to, like, be talking with people and, like, having community and communal hangout, chill out, whatever with people. Um, And, like, finding ways to cure the Zoom fatigue. So last week, you and I and our friend David were playing... um, generals.io which is this ridiculous game that our friends used to play online i was always a hater whatever but it was a very cool it wasn't just like you know oh we're sitting on zoom we like have to have awkward stilted conversation it was like here's something to do you know for sure um having watch parties of things like i a group of friends used to we used to watch drag race every week we would do that drag race started at the end of february and was on every Friday until like July 20th or something. Um, And so we would do that every week and that was really great. And then once I was gone, I just now I'm like, oh my God, wait, what happened to like (laughs) spending time with other people? Right. Anyway. I love that. I really, really love that. Um, And also I I think just like one thing that stops me from doing those things, like reaching out is, is the, the newness of it. Of yeah. like you know, I've like I've had fewer watch parties in my life than I have had like oh let's meet up at the movies and go see a movie, right. um, and just like r- reminding myself that there there are new ways to see people and new new things to do new opportunities to connect um, and like letting that be fun instead of like stressful or daunting or just a black box, right? Um, okay, one of the things I was thinking about. Because this has been a this has been a long time. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long <laughs> thing. Um, it's I mean we're we're in month seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Please help me. Um, one thing that I didn't really notice was being helpful until really recently. Um, was that me and a good good friend of ours. Um, shout out to Kate. Oh my God, um, Kate. Hey, Kate. Have We have a weekly phone call. And it's something we started, you know, a while back. Um, and this is kind of like, to your point about connection, um, but it's like a non-work-related thing, non-survival, non-job-related way to like for me to keep track of time. I'm just like, yeah. oh, like we're coming up on, like, this is our day. That means... I get to recap the week to her. And that means like I have to process the moving of time, which is so difficult when like yesterday I stayed inside as well as today I stayed inside. <laughs> like <laughs> how do I tell the difference of the days apart? Right. Um, and so like finding something like repetitive, something that you can like check back in with um, that, that doesn't have to be like work related. Um, I think is it's really been helping me. Yeah. I was, I'm teaching this class. I teach it Monday, Thursday. Um, and this past Monday was Yom Kippur. And so we didn't have class. Um, and so the class before that, one of my students was like, Oh, like three day weekend this weekend. Like we don't have class on Monday. Um, and I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, three day weekend. But you know, what does three day weekend even mean? You know, all the days are the same, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that, like, these kids had school. (laughs) That to them, a three-day weekend actually did mean something because they do things regularly throughout the week. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely feel that, that like having the structure of like, oh yeah, today is, you know, Wednesday. And that's why like, structure. I mean, <laughs> you know, days of the week. <laughs> um, that's what like the drag race watch parties would be because it was like, you know, mm. it was a Friday night. That didn't mean like, you know, we were going out and dance or like, you know, whatever you would typically do on a Friday night. But it did mean like, oh, we're going to watch Drag Race tonight. Like that's like, you know, it's the weekend. Like even though that didn't really mean anything particularly different in my day to day, like it still was a thing to anchor in. I totally feel that. For sure. For sure. Okay. The next thing that I have, the next thing that I have that kind of is, maybe it's not as much of an escape. (laughs) But it is something that has been helping me and honestly something that has been helping me like break up the days and like fill fill in days and times has been, you know, blah, 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 insert caveat intro about how we're in the middle of an election <laughs> and that uh, it's very difficult because our president's uh, Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a person who just like is consuming it all the time. Um and it's funny because I'm living at home with my mom. My mom is not that way. Like, she pays attention, but it's like, she isn't, like, watching it all the time. Like, she, like, we're filming this right before the debate. Like, I'm going to sit and watch the debate and, like, be consuming the whole thing. And she is not. She is, like, going to look at something tomorrow that will, like, recap it for her. But, like, she is not, like, biting her fingernails. That's me. Um, and so, for me, it has actually been very great and helpful to like I've been doing a lot of like volunteering and phone banking and I'm going to be a poll worker for in DC for the election for early voting and it just feels I don't know like there is so much that feels very much out of control that feels very much like you know take the Supreme Court seat for instance it's like ooh I hope one of these senators decides to do the right thing or show some conscience or whatever that feels very like there's that's truly out of my hands and nothing that I can do about it. But like, it does feel good to me because I just am consuming it all the time to be like, okay, I'm going to like make some calls for this organization. Okay. I'm going to like try to get involved in this way. For sure. Um, And do you find like, it it just like when you are in the midst of getting involved, are you like, does that like lessen the, the load? (laughs) Well, it does feel like, I mean, I, (laughs) in many ways, I'm like longtime listener, first time caller. Like I have been paying attention for a very long, like I've just always been plugged in. But like, you know, I remember being in high school and like people would go out and knock on doors and I'd be like, girl, I got to go to school. (laughs) It was like, I'm, you know, I'm not really like doing the above and beyond. I'm paying attention and like, you know, donating here and there, but like. I wasn't really involved, but now it does feel like, okay, instead of just being kind of stressed, like, oh, I hope all the right things happen. Like, I hope all the information gets to the right people. I get to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, helping it. I'm, like, helping that. I'm, like, participating in in the ways that I can. And so, like, that feels good. Work. I love that. I'm glad you brought up the election because mine is also, my second one is also kind of about that or in response to the way that it seems like people around the country, you know, our president included, like are living in a fully other realm, like mm-hmm. dimensions and dimensions away. Mm-hmm. And the more they speak and the more 
they like gain platforms from the media, like the more their reality starts to seep into my reality. And it's like, no, like get that out. Get out. (laughs) Um, And so one of the things I have like really been loving just in these past couple of weeks is like finding ways to like construct my own reality in a, in like against theirs. (laughs) Yeah. Like what are the spaces like where I have like total control where I have like, I have a say in what goes and like, I can, I get to invent the rules of that space. So like I redecorated my room. Um, I like cook myself gorgeous, gorgeous meals, um, going outside and like taking walks and just like being, being in, in the nature and like having my own experience of that, telling my yeah. own story of that, making it my own rules for that, um, is such a nice way to, to, to like put out, to live in the reality that I would like to be living in. Yeah. Um, like create the space for yourself that you want to be. In. Right. Cause I mean, all these other people are doing it and I <laughs> don't like true. it. <laughs> And so <laughs> certainly is fabricated. <laughs> right. Um, and I mean, the, I guess the, the trick of it is that it's like, it's fabricated, but then at some point it like becomes reality. You know, it's like Trump can say 50 things that aren't false, but then like at some point it like becomes what everyone's talking about, what millions of people believe and a debate point. Yeah. And it's like, how, like this isn't even worth, worth talking about. You just made it yeah. become. And it's like, you know what, if if you can do that over there, I definitely can do that over here. Right. And that feels very like grounding yourself in truth. <laughs> like <laughs> right. in a world that seeks to sow doubt and misinformation, it's like, let me focus on the things that like I can control and that are real and visceral to me. Absolutely. Um, my neighbors, um, like way back in the pandemic started having like themed nights where they would like cook food of a specific region, listen to music from that place, read up on the history of that place. And it was like their antidote to not being able to go anywhere, to not travel. Um, But it's also just like, it's a big act of imagination. And it's like, you just like make your own night of, of fun in your own brain. And you can actually do that. Like you have the power to do that. Yeah. That's great. I have to, this is only kind of related because the third thing that I'm going to say is actually really related <laughs> to your second <laughs> one. But I just said, you know, I've been hearing people say this and so I feel like I want to say it as well. I am like, and I know that this is true for you as well. Like, <laughs> I am inside all the time I, like, don't see anyone. I, like, went on this trip and, like, got tested before and, like, was really careful and et cetera, et cetera. Like, that was the only time that I've, like, seen other people and, like, (laughs) been around other people. Like, for the last, you know, however many months. I am having the worst, like, I don't want to say gaslighting because that's not exactly what it is. But it's, like, I, like, sit in my room and look at people on Instagram or wherever. And this isn't like, you know, seeing a Trump rally or like I'm seeing people that I know like doing things <laughs> that are not socially distanced, etc. And I'm like, I guess I'm a fool for sitting here in my room by myself. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> Look, the so- social media is also out here trying to skew our perceptions. Correct. And I've had to put her down. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I really do feel that because I'll be like, I'll be on something and then somebody's picture will pop up and it's like, what are you doing so close? Right. And like, like what is I this? Get, <laughs> I get some, like, I know that there are like people who have gone back to school and so they're like getting tested every week. And so, you know, they will, they are being more careful or able to like do some things that I wouldn't be able to do because I don't get tested literally every week. But it's still, I don't know. <laughs> like I saw someone on my Instagram story the other day who was like in a roller rink. <laughs> They're all up in the bathroom together. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> no, 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 no. What's all this? <laughs> what's all this? What's all this? <laughs> um, okay. But the, my third thing, my third tip, which I feel is related to to what you were just talking about in terms of like, establishing your own space and like getting to really control your own space. I've been trying to be (laughs) in spot where this is different from my life before, (laughs) but I've been trying to be really impulsive. (laughs) So like, and that's a new thing. Right, 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 right. So that's new. Right. (laughs) Um, And definitely I like, you know, I, I'm lucky to be in a privilege where I like can do this for most of the time as opposed to like just on the weekend or just in the evening or whatever. But I really try to like, if I'm tired, I'm going to take a nap. That's very new for me. I typically don't do that. (laughs) 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 That is a joke. I take naps literally all the time. You all, I'm sorry. We have to pause right here. We were, I'm I'm reaching way back in the, in the annals of my memory. No, don't do this. (laughs) We were. I know what you're going to say. Having a great time in my room. This is like years, years ago. And, (laughs) you know, me and some friends, Jerome is there and Jerome says, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. And he gets up and I'm like, I'm thinking that he's going to go to his room, which is not near my room. And go Which, to sleep. Kenyon, I'm so glad you brought that up. My room was very far away from where we were. Correct. And I was and asleep thank, where we were. No, thank the Lord God we that were. you have legs. <laughs> <laughs> you all know that I looked up <clears throat> moments later, and here he is, full clothes on, inside of my bed. No. Absolutely not. So I think you're being very selfish about your bed um, and unkind to me. I wanted to be near you all when I woke up, so I didn't go too far to go to sleep. <laughs> right. It was about maintaining that kind of connection. I exactly. See. Oh, for sure. For it's sure. like sleeping near you all was really important for me at the time. You know what? I'll, I accept it. I'll buy it. Thank you so much. So I'm trying to like take naps when I want to, or if I'm like, like I used to, I've been doing this thing. I've talked about this before where I've been watching movies during quarantine and that used to kind of be like, okay, I'll watch a movie before going to bed. But now I'm like, if I want to wake up and watch a movie and then like do some other stuff later, if I want to switch a if I want to whatever, like just do it. Like last night, yesterday I like took this nap and I woke up and wanted to make dinner and I wanted to make this like lemon cheese pasta recipe Ooh. that I had like seen a couple of months ago and uh, went out and bought some heavy cream and made it. And it just felt very good to like have done the thing that I like. I just it, it helps me to keep feeling satisfied. It feels very like 
yeah, I wanted to do this thing. And so I did it. And like, oh, like I want to like write today. I'm going to write today. I wanted, I actually don't want to write today. I just want to kind of like play some stuff on the piano today. Or I just want to, you know, read a couple articles that I've had sitting open on my computer today. Like just giving into that impulse and not feeling like, oh, I can't do that now because I have to do this other thing. For that sure. just doesn't feel useful to me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, we said at the beginning that we were we were speaking to like black people and queer people specifically. I think that lots of times we don't get to act on our impulses and we don't get to provide ourselves with space to rest like you're talking about. Um, yeah. Because when we're out in the world being things for other people, changing ourselves, contorting to fit the space, etc. Um and this is like the one beauty of this time is like, yeah, actually <laughs> Like all of that is over. Yeah. Um, which is gorgeous. Yeah. It's very like, it's very treat yourself energy, but it's like, you know, like we truly are in the middle of <laughs> this cuckoo election. We're in the middle of, you know, perhaps sliding into fascism. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're in the middle of a national excited conversation about racism. Like there's so much that is happening all the time. It's like, you don't have to like be putting yourself through more pressure than you need to put yourself through. Literally. Absolutely. This is another, a, a quote from the fantastic Kate Crane again, whenever we're, <laughs> whenever you feel like you're not doing enough, like, no, remember that you are surviving a pandemic. Like yeah. that is, that absolutely. is a full job. Absolutely. What for you, Kenyon? Oh, my last third one? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, we're already here? Oh, wow. Um, Time flies. Wow. This is, um, this is similar. Um, but it's, I wrote down the word meditation. Mm. Um, like finding and sustaining some sort of meditative practice is currently saving my life. Um, I think a lot of people... You know, for me, meditation is like full, is like, yeah, I'm going to sit in a chair and I'm going to do that thing where you're just not doing anything for a long time. <laughs> um, and I, I love that. And I, I also know that like, you know, that's not for everybody, but meditation can look like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Like stream of conscious journaling counts as meditation. Um, walking counts as meditation. Like repetitive motion um, like repetitive activities. I've taken up lanyarding again. I'm counting that as meditation. You've taken up um, knitting. knitting. Um, but yeah, try, finding some way to like de decouple from everything. Um, and meditation is one of those ways that I'm finding is really it for me. Yeah. Do you try to do it every day? Do you schedule time to do it every day? Is there a certain time of the day? Or is it kind of just, ooh, I like need to calm down. Like, let me <laughs> meditate. Let me do this activity for a little bit. For sure. It, it's been different. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was very much like the panic button. Like, ah, yeah. no, it, let's, ah, okay, wait, we've got to just, this is the extreme of the all extremes. Take some time for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, over time, it's 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 become more like, oh, well, I like to do it this time. So, like, when that time rolls around, it's like, I mean, I'll do that. And more and more, it's like, it it's easier. It's hard, first of all. It's just very hard to stay still. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. And like to keep my mind, you know, um, kind of, you know, free from all the, the thoughts that are flying in and out. Um, yeah. But it, it gets, I've been finding it, it's getting easier and easier as I like commit to doing it on a regular basis. Um, and I'm loving like the like concentrated rest time feels like I can recapture all this other time around it where I'm like, now is my time to like be moving and vibrant and like doing and in my space and all those other things when I've taken this like acute um, and very restful like moment in the middle of the day. Yeah. I, I really love that. And I, I don't mean this in a, and I, presume that you don't mean this in this way either. I don't mean it in like a, like a capitalizing productivity kind of way, but it does feel good to like, I mean, I, that is what kind of working off the impulse does for me. Like instead of, Oh, like I'm going to sit and do this thing, even though I'm really tired and wish I were taking a nap. It's like, instead of like doing one thing and thinking about doing another thing, like, let me just do the other thing then I'll do this thing when I want to get to this thing. And if it's something that like, you know, I'd like just have to make time for, if it's something related to my job that like, maybe I don't get into quite the mood to do, then at least I, those feel like more isolated moments when I like, okay, I really have to sit and focus on this thing, even though I don't really want to. For sure. And I am hearing the same thing from you when you say like, you know, if I like really focus in on being calm or on relaxing in this moment then like other times it is okay if I'm off the wall (laughs) it's okay if I'm like trying to do a bunch of stuff because I know that I've I'm balancing it out right and also just the the priority of it like I feel like the narrative is always like work and then like rest after like I'll rest when I get my work done yeah and I'm like switch like I see I'll rest so that I can then get my work done (laughs) Yeah, rest up, charge your batteries. And I really needed that switch. Well, Kenyon, let's, as the great Queen Latifah says in the iconic 2007 film Hairspray, (laughs) let's wrap this mother up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Wait, I need to talk about Hairspray. Yes, because I am a Nikki, I'm a Nikki Blonsky queen. Here's the thing about Nikki Blonsky. If you don't know who Nikki Blonsky is, that's fine. No one does. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not fine. <laughs> Nikki Blonsky played, I was going to say the titular character in Hairspray. That is not true, but she played the lead character, Tracy Turnblad, who uses a lot of Hairspray. Um, And here's why Nikki Blonsky is iconic. Because everyone else in that movie is incredibly famous. There are several Academy Award winners. You're giving me a look like they aren't famous. Literally everyone else in that movie is famous. I'm loving that your explanation for why she is iconic is because everyone else is iconic. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) So the, the movie is iconic because everyone in it is iconic. That's just true. That's just distributive property of iconicism. (laughs) (laughs) Work. Write that down. I love it. And that doesn't mean that it's, you know, the best movie ever created. But if everyone in a thing is iconic, then that thing is iconic, whether it's good or bad. I think that that could be true. (laughs) 
How's that it, for a sentence? <laughs> you can't name something that was chock full of as many iconic people as Hairspray is that wasn't iconic. There's nothing. I'll find it. I'll find you. I don't... I, and disprove I this distributive property of iconicism. No, that's the distributive property of iconicism. Even though, actually, I love that. Or the I'm commutative property of iconicism. I don't quite know. Transitive? Um, <laughs> no, yes, that's what it is. It's transitive. <laughs> um, the GPI, as they say. So what's commutative? Don't. Transitive is like if A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A is greater than C. Work. Commutative means that it commutes. Like oh, either so way. Like, so like A oh, plus B Oh, no, is. that's reflexive. Work. No, reflexive is for itself. Commutative is like A equals B and B equals A. But if A is greater than B, then B is not greater than A. Work. I know. <laughs> Had to really pull that out of... My uh, sophomore year high school math class. Thank you, Josh Markey. <laughs> um, and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> um, okay. Hairspray is iconic. I, and Nikki Blonsky, too, is iconic. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. What I am going to talk about is my respect the binary for the day, mm. which is to you, Kenyon. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to make you choose uh, between, that's how this works. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to choose. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You'll have to choose between Zoom, which has newly entered our lives, wow. and our old tried and true FaceTime. This Zoom is difficult. versus FaceTime. I know. This is very difficult. Serve very different purposes. Very true. Um, I mean, Zoom has more quote unquote features, you know. Yeah, quote unquote. Thank you. Um, raise your hand in the FaceTime. But Zoom's also out here surveilling and <laughs> harvesting from us as we are forced to use it. And you're saying Apple isn't doing that? Well, now see, <laughs> the scandal when it comes will be scandalous. When it comes? <laughs> Implying that we don't already know that That's Apple right. is harvesting all our information? <laughs> Look, the scandal also will not be televised. I this is this is difficult, but I are we including FaceTime audio in this? Big question. Sure. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go with FaceTime because if you've ever, you know, hopped on on the phone, had a garbled little communique with somebody on the other end, and then you said, "Hold up." Can we switch to FaceTime audio? And you switch to FaceTime audio? Yeah. It's like the sun comes out, the high ends are here, and clarity. Can I say clarity? First of all, love that song. <laughs> um, who's your phone provider? Uh, I'm at and Don't deeply sigh into the mic. I'm just... If one, if I had AT&T, I probably would feel that way, too. <laughs> what is AT&T privilege? No, this is actually Verizon privilege because Verizon <laughs> is the superior <laughs> phone service provider. We all know that. Oh, no, 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 no. Are That's, you trying to deny? 
you're introducing way too many binaries. You only get one binary. Okay, this is not yeah, the Zoom versus FaceTime. <laughs> Verizon binary. This is the Zoom versus FaceTime Remember when you binary. could only get an iPhone on Stop. AT&T? Well, that's why, that literally, I think that's why we are AT&T. That's not true. That's not true. Well, my mom was on her friggin' trio, so we were on Verizon and we were sticking with Work. it. <laughs> Work. The iPhone's only been around since, like, mid-2000s. Okay. It's a long time. <laughs> it is, but it, like, it's still near enough that it, the iPhone feels like it's, like, a forever instrument. It's just, like, the iPhone. Well, that's like, you know, cell phones. Cell phones feel that way. <sighs> Zoom or FaceTime? <laughs> I'm going with FaceTime. Uh, See, I love FaceTime. Inventor of I the video cert- call, really. That's not true. <laughs> That's just not true <laughs> at popularizer. All. You know, when they say, you know, originally written by, but, you know, popularized by, and you really, because you know that version, I know FaceTime. Thank you. FaceTime is the Whitney Houston of video calling. <laughs> Yes, and I will when always love you. Is I will always love you. <laughs> Woof. Anyway, I think I'm actually going to go with Zoom. Is that weird? I just can say that when I'm on FaceTime, whether I'm on Wi-Fi or on cellular, that like sometimes it just like kind of is like glitchy. But Zoom is like, like I will get on a Zoom call with one other person. And then, like, not even to get into, like, the group FaceTime is just not, has <laughs> never been successful for me. You know what? I'll concede. I'll concede. And just know that um, that they're listening in. And the government knows. You're right. And if we were doing this on FaceTime, I'd have a different answer. Work. Okay, my binary for the day. We were talking about, you know, constructing our own realities, our own fantasies. And I wanted to know, between these two kind of iconic fantasy realms, where do you fall? This binary is, it's really entrenched and and, uh, a quite popular one. So I'm actually quite curious to see where you fall. Star Wars, Star Trek. Oh, girl... I don't even know what a Star Trek is. The closest I've come to watching Star Trek is watching that friggin' Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Whoopi was on it. Queen. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I can, like, name people who have been in Star Trek. Zachary Quinto was in one, right? <laughs> uh, what's his face? Michael someone? <laughs> Okay, you've got one and a half names. What am I names. talking about? No, that's two and a half names because I said Whoopi. You've got <laughs> and that was right. two and a half names. Whoopi, Zachary Quinto. What's that guy and he's bald? Oh my god. His name is Michael. No, I'm not going to like give this to you. Paul. <laughs> I want to say Paul Simon, but I know his name isn't Paul Simon, but it's like Michael Simon. <laughs> Who am I thinking about? He's bald. Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking about. Whatever you do, do not delete that. That's what happens when you have two first names, is that I think your name is Paul Michael Simon. (laughs) Well, look, my name is Kenyon Duncan, and you call me Kevin Durant, so. What's the difference? First of all, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Second of all, I'm going to go ahead and say Star Wars. And that's not even, I don't even really like Star Wars. 
I mean, I famously have hot takes about Star Wars, but we'll leave that for the Star Wars episode. But all I'll say is Natalie Portman is a queen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <Right. laughs> um, I mean, I did watch Star Wars more growing up, but I'm just going to have to say Star Trek because of the representation. They're out here giving you, like, people of color of all shapes and sizes are out here on oh, the bridge. Oh, you're saying that... The production was doing You're saying work. that when those, when those two women hugged at the end of uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, that wasn't representation? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually called queer baiting. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, though I will say, I saw this on Twitter or somewhere. Um Someone was like, you can tell that Star Trek was written by a white man because they say that they are boldly going to where no man has gone before and they all go to populated planets. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, well... <laughs> well, that's been my thing about... My thing about Star Wars is that famously it's in a a galaxy, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I guess it's fantasy. I shouldn't really be reading too much into it. <laughs> right, we're constructing our <laughs> but own I'm realities. Like, <laughs> I'm like, these are clearly humans. <laughs> I just have always been like, <laughs> why are you all trying to pretend these aren't humans from Earth? <laughs> that part is just anti-fantasy really you are. To me. Anti-fantasy. Yeah, that's true. I can't even, I, there isn't really a, I mean, Harry Potter. But none of these things I was into naturally growing up. Like, I only got into Star Wars and Harry Potter and, I don't know, what else do I like? Nothing. <laughs> uh, because, like, I was pressured into it by my friends. I'm not like the fantasy queen. I hear that. I feel that. And... You're welcome for being in your life. Mm. Yeah. Pressure you into kind of, you know, imagining. Oh. <laughs> I see. Uh, Kenyon, another, another episode in the books. Can you believe? Can you believe that this goes up on October 1st? Shh. Shh. I will not be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just weep. For October, because it's the month where you want to be outside in your Halloween costume for that one. I day. want to go out in my Halloween costume. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. If you have suggestions for what I should be for Halloween, please let me know. Please email us at we love that podcast at gmail.com. Please text me, message me on Instagram, call <laughs> me, beat me like I want a good idea. You're going to put your day. number in there? Is it text no, me? No, I'm not. <laughs> If you got it, you got it. I remember once when I was a kid, I had like gone away to camp and I came back (laughs) and I posted as my Facebook status like, hey, like I'm back from camp. Text me. If you don't have my number, then you don't need to text me. (laughs) It was so (laughs) unnecessary. The exclusivity. Correct. Wow. Well, I think that's it. (laughs) I think this is over. Yeah! Mary J. Blige, is that you? We love that you love we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. 
with music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. that is meditation you've taken up um, knitting knitting a girl instagram post coming soon wow i have a huge <laughs> you're not going to believe it this is all my knitting <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> huge bag <laughs> you all i can't stress this enough hop on instagram follow at because <laughs> you're about to get a full full winter wonderland Correct. Okay, just in time for the fall.